answering a question from somebody who um, sent me a message in and it was a good question that was posed and I thought it was worth the uh, time to stop what I was doing and hop on here and give you guys a good answer for the question. So the question is this, I'm going to read it to you. It'll be a quick live video, but I think it'll have practical value and a lot of information that will help everybody have more success in the field. Question is, good evening, bro. Uh, hope all is well with you. I recently took Rob's class and loved it. I'm saving up for the Kenny and Gilmore's next class or class next. I want to pick your brain about something. I started really looking at pre-stop factors and behaviors and understand the power of it. Here's my question. Is it better to focus only on the behavior and not stop any cars without such behavior? Or should I be branching out on other enforcement stops where behavior isn't there? I realize that every one of those five dirty cars out of 100 cleans might not exhibit any behavior. But I have trouble just blowing a stop when I don't see any behavior at all. Is that costing me? Good question. And... Here's a good answer. My response to him was this. Uh, it comes down to testing your hypothesis, right? Um, the best way to go out and see if what you're doing is swinging and missing is to go out and be a practitioner in the, in the practice, right? Go out and, and select the vehicles that you commonly wouldn't, try them, run them through the litmus test. If you've been privy to the litmus test, it's the look back and the behaviors and the question of consent and anything illegal in the car, Something we talk about in class, and maybe I'll do a video on it soon, or we'll take some video footage from class recently, explain the look-back theory and uh, the questions and the, the litmus test. And when I say the litmus test, I mean that that ability, and by the way, there's many red flags and reasonable suspicion indicators outside of this. This is just a very paramount one and a very powerful one. It has to do with two questions that are asked. One was, uh, anything illegal in the car, and would you, be, uh, would you grant me consent to search? Why is it important? Because... 99% of people are going to respond in the same manner that I can teach you in class where you're not going to smell anything. You may not see anything. You may not even suspect anything. And the reason you may not suspect anything is because you don't maybe have the practical value or the, the practical time in the field to know what exactly is going on. So it's this test of like, no matter how amateur you are, as long as you apply it properly, it will work. Right. Stop those cars, run them through the test, see if they respond appropriately. And if they don't, you know, okay, I stopped nine cars like this that I thought could have been something, and they weren't anything. So obviously this isn't working. Um, don't forget, in this game, we play probability versus possibility. Um, a lot of things are probable. Uh, very little, thi little things are possible. Anything's possible, right? Anything's possible. They could be doing, you know, oh, it could be... But, like, if you're looking to have consistent results as a police officer, you've got to play the probability game. You don't want to be chasing the possibility game. It's 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 silliness. Uh, and it's going to show up to be prove your point once in a blue moon. That's what we say, like, hey, newsflash. People engaged in criminal activity are not going to be trying to get pulled over. They're probably not going to be doing 21 over the speed limit. They're probably going to be driving like assholes. Um, and then, of course, you'll get the one person who's like, well, this one time I was running radar and the guy was doing 23 over the speed limit. And when I pulled him over, we got four grams of cocaine. So that defeats your theory. Like, guys, my theory is many things are probable and a lot of, and some things are possible. That's my theory. Never said it's not possible. I'm saying 
you're going to waste your time playing laser tag with bumpers. Pew, pew, pew. Got them, 81, a 65, right? You're going to waste your time if your objective is not traffic control, but to try to stop crime from occurring. You'd be surprised what traffic stops lead to. We've seen in the past many things. So you've got to test your hypothesis. We're essentially giving you the cheat sheet and perspective of what you need to look for. Um, so try those cars. So people will say like, you know, I get this question a lot. Hey, every car I stop and get user amounts. Well, if you're getting user amounts, you know how to do the work. You're just picking the wrong cars. And the reason you're picking the wrong cars is because you are seeking that quick dopamine hit. You have no aggressive patience to wait for the bigger fish. You are literally saying that will result in an arrest. I'll get a pat on the back from everybody or a personal pat on the back. My stats will go up. And if that's what you're trying to do and achieve, that's great. But if you're trying to get bigger things, you have to understand why you're not finding those things. And it's because you're following the same technique. Um, you know, like growth in, in weightlifting, uh, you know, often people will say, well, I've, I've plateaued. Well, that's because you're doing the same thing over and over again. You have to change the dynamic. You know, like you ever, you ever like, I don't know, it's kind of weird, but I remember as a kid, like going roller skating and being extremely sore the next day, right? Those muscle groups were never worked. So the same result of what you're getting is it's the same thing over and over again. I don't know if that analogy made sense at all, but you're trying to follow what I'm saying. So you keep doing the same shit, you're going to get the same thing. It's the monotony. <clears throat> and people are like, oh, I don't want to change the way I do things. I uh, guarantee the guy in your example works for the sheriff's office, LOL. Um, the, I don't know what sheriff's office that would be because it's a lot of sheriff's office in the United States. Um, so go out and try those things. Aggressive patience. Stop cars that you're not used to stopping. Hi, Doug Haberman. Nice to see you. Hope all is well. The volunteer fire department. That's really neat. Um, <laughs> I got to go. Anyway, um, if you have more questions, you can write them into me. Uh, maybe if it's valuable enough and it and it's something I haven't harped on over and over again, I'll, I'll jump on here and do a video so everybody can get practical value out of it. But you have to, one, be patient, and two, begin to understand what you're looking for. What is it going to look like? If you're trying to hit large amounts of contraband, we know that Steve, the person who's addicted to heroin, is going to JCPenney's to shoplift every day, is probably not going to have 15 kilos in the trunk, right? Because they'll talk about kilos. It's a possibility they'll get kilos. The first thing is you have to believe that it's there, right? Just because you're not finding it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. It just means you haven't understood and reverse engineered how to get to that. But we have people we show examples of, people have, right? Some guys trip and fall over some shit sometimes um, using very, very little um, skills or training they, they, they possibly have. So a lot of food for thought with that. So the, the answer to this question is you must go out and test your hypothesis, your, your theories, your thesis on is it going to be what I think it is or is it not? You don't want to ignore it. Go ahead. You need the time, right? We got time to, to try things out. So dabble and stop cars that you're not used to stopping. Ask people questions that you commonly don't ask questions to. Uh, people are very uncomfortable with asking people who are older about drugs. And like, you must have administrative support, right? Because if you swing and miss or somebody gets offended because you ask some questions about uh, criminality, your administration has to understand what you were doing and not slice your head off and serve it on a silver platter to the person at the window looking to file a complaint. Um, so you got to have that ability to, let's see, uh, Brian Agostino, another, uh, hi Jeff, yes, thanks. Doug. 
Uh, I think sometimes Brian Agostino, if everybody doesn't know, is old and tries to act like he's young, but he's old. I think someone, sometimes we also have to consider what behavior we're observing. Depending on the time of the day, the flow of traffic, and where you work, we'll differentiate between the ability for someone to hit the brakes and move over a lane versus slight adjustment or a very slight self-grooming. Creating a baseline for traffic patterns and behaviors in the innocent motoring public in your area can help in understanding reaction to presence. Uh, Brian Kanopka, who is an instructor for this company, very well said. Really, really, really well said. And it comes down to understanding where you work and recognizing the anom anomalies of what's not correct. If you don't know who Brian Kanopka is, he's a trooper with Pennsylvania State Police. He's instructor for this company, and he's a absolute nasty savage on the roadway. He works with uh, John Stepanski. Uh, they are detailed to the eastern side of the interdiction team. And excuse me for not knowing the exact vernacular that describes it. Um, so there's a lot of theories, but he's absolutely correct. People always ask me, oh, well, I work in an urban area. What's the difference? Like, guys, there's anomalies that are occurring that you're missing, right? The only way to, to understand what those anomalies are is to really know your area, understand that... <laughs> uh, to understand your area and to understand what's not correct, right? What doesn't look right? What's out of place? What happened that you've never seen happen before? Um, there's a lot of things that we can go into, but it's always just about some difference that should alert you that I should look over here. I should look into that. I should stop and disembark out of my vehicle, even though it's a hot day, and walk up and find out what's going on, right? Because we do have plain smell and plain sight. So there's a lot of things you need to know and Look, if, if, if this advice isn't for you, that's fine, but it's the advice for a lot of people. So we're just trying to help everybody, you know, um, have more success. Great look at the baselines and everyone's left of Ben. Anyway, we found value. Maybe we'll do another video today. Uh, Brian Agostino, you're old.